Thank you to Liquid IV and Babbel for sponsoring this video. Let's get into action pipes. That was really good. That was great. That was great. I do think after Zuko kicked all those earthbenders asses that he easily could have punched Aang at least once or twice in the last episode. I think about that opinion. Okay. Ramble on. Go ahead. You're the one who talks all the time. I know. Not your turn. You seem like I'm like like a lot. The I love the episode. I thought it was really well done. I love that they're interweaving stories that happen in a singular episode, an Avatar, into the long-term story here. So it's like multiple episodes smushed together, but it's done really well. Like that love one. The, the love, love one? The, the love kiss. You not remember that from the first one? No. Well, I won't spoil it, but it's <laughs> a whole separate episode. Oh. And they've interwoven it here. I don't know if they're going to bring the component that was in the animated show that made it like... what it was in the animated show because they did the whole brother sister thing. And then the, the overall theme here is relationships and overcoming the trauma with the people around you, with your friends and family. Um, and I think that's really well done and not focus on like a romantic singular interest, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I really, I really think they're doing a very, very good job of condensing a lot of episodes into a long-term story here in the short amount of time they have for what eight episodes yeah well they're not um, they're not just singularly condensing they're also expanding on yeah and they get creative yeah. with how to you know have characters interact i mean or to add new things yeah. to expand upon the story that we may know other people may not know but you're getting fully more in my opinion, more fleshed out yeah. stories here. Elements to make it more fleshed out. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's qualities that come in in terms of the animated show that come in later on in the animated series that they're bringing over earlier. Yeah. Uh, in ways that still feel earned that make... Authentic. The, yeah, they feel sincere to the journey. And they they make it for a different journey. And, and, and like I think the most obvious one is is with the main focus being Iroh yeah. and Zuko here, you know, seeing like Iroh at the funeral and the the words of, the words he exchanges with Iroh at the funeral, and then how Iroh's there for him before he sets sail, choosing to go kind of at the last minute. Parallel because you see Zuko sit next to his uncle at his darkest time. And then it's paralleled where his uncle is sitting next, standing next to Zuko during his darkest time saying, you're not alone. You know, it's a parallel that's very well done. Yeah. And for an episode called Into the Dark, so much about it is love conquering during mm -hmm. the darkest times in our lives and getting these softer sides of Zuko earlier on. Because, yeah, I mean, Zuko's, I mean, at least for the anime counterpart, I remember just he was so gung-ho, Mr. Angst all the time. Yeah. It was a while before. Whiny, complaining, in my opinion. I yeah. didn't like him. I didn't enjoy sure. watching yeah. him. It was, I eventually loved him. Uh, 
when more of these aspects started coming into the fold, but that was like way later, <laughs> you know? So, but to implement it here, it creates a different journey. And I think it's kind of necessary for, for live action storytelling because it's not a one-to-one where you're trying to just establish, like what they've made distinctly clear here is Fire Lord Ozai is the ultimate villain. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in the, I remember in the animated show experience, they were trying to sell you on Zuko is the villain in the first season. And then, the world would get bigger uh, where, but, but I loved, I love what they did here because yeah, I mean, we know of Iroh's backstory, but seeing the affect that it has on other people in, in a way that feels like true, like war suffrage yeah. effect. And I, I like how he doesn't try to gain this soldier's sympathies, you know, mm-hmm. like it would feel He's not so apologetic and like, I'm so like, or being like, I understand I went through yeah. my losses too. You don't know. Like there's nothing about that. Like, he knows he can't change the soldier's mind, and he stays stern. Uh, there, and in some ways, he's kind of giving the soldier what he wants, yeah. which is the soldier wants to punish Iroh. The soldier wants to fight. The soldier wants to see him as someone without humanity, and he's giving him that. Yeah, you know. So I think it's it's very nuanced there. Uh, I think this was like other than a couple of like silly moments that were intentional silly. This is a very serious, most mature. This is a very mature episode. Um, like it feels very adult, <laughs> you know. Because then on the flip side, you get the trauma that this soldier experienced at the hands of Iroh. I, then you get Boomy as well, and what Aang's departure from his life meant. And while I don't like the overly guilting, because I think it's pretty clear Aang didn't choose to leave. He wasn't like escaping. So I feel like that's a message that's lost. So a lot of the time when they're guilting him, I'm like, it's not like he fled. He thought war was coming and he ran and purposely locked himself in an ice thing for a hundred years. It wasn't his choice. He's here now, you know, but there's still that resentment of feeling abandoned for all those years and what he had to go through for all those years. Yeah. Well, everyone, the belief that everyone had for all this time was that he fled in some way. And uh, that's no no one saw him leave. I thought it was that they killed him because they said they killed all the. Oh yeah, that's true. Maybe <laughs> yeah. Well, regardless. Uh, but isn't the Avatar it, reborn in some way? Right. Yeah, the Avatar's always yeah. reborn. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I I, I I do think. I think it was a little bit more. I remember the fight really well with Boomy, but if I recall correctly, Boomy in, in the animated show, Boomy's like weird and welcoming and creepy and he fights him and then he reveals that he's Boomy. Yeah, I think it happens at the end. Yeah. And so they did a complete inverse here where he reveals his Boomy up front and, and I don't recall Boomy harboring all this resentment yeah. towards him. And like I said, there's a lot of like actual changes that I think in terms of adapting that I think are more effective for this version they're telling. Agreed. And uh, I'm not 100% sure how I feel about the boot. I, You know what it is? It's not that I didn't like it, but I did find it the least effective out of all the stories we all cut to here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like uh, I, it was the one I was looking forward to the most, and it was the one that I didn't find that emotionally impactful. Because, uh, like, like, everything with Sokka and Katara I thought was more fleshed out, more nuanced, and... I think what the execution they've been doing with Sokka has been really, really good because he's not, they find moments to still bring out that, that goofball that we love in him and the, 
the side that shows that, yeah, while he's like capable and everything, there's still like a dweeb inside of him that comes out. <laughs> but that's not what he's dumbed down to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's kind of like dumb in the It's a while before you're like, so you for know a certain what? point, yeah. you're like, oh, he's just the comedic relief. Yeah, and and here you see that they they show the respect of where he's had to rise to and yeah. taking place of the father his father not being there, and the the kinship between him and Katara I think is really strong here. Like I thought this episode was very important for that. Yeah, and of course everything with Zuko and and Iroh was incredibly impactful, both on their solo adventures but them as a unit and why their bond is so strong. And I think making it really clear up front like this early on that they're not like just an antagonist, you know, that there's something way more to them. They're also characters who are on a a path of understanding that maybe their allegiances are not in the right place. But then when it came to like Boomy and, and Aang, um, I kind of felt like the, the lessons were not like, I don't feel like anything was really earned from learned from that. For <laughs> it was, for it was Aang? like, yeah, no. It was for Aang or, or anyone. Real, I mean, the lesson being. Boomy like, learned. Yeah, but Boomy learns and he instills in him that whole thing of no, I will like instilling faith again. So I I understand that. Uh, I I thought it was a bit meandering in, in this execution. I found myself becoming less and less interested the moment we kept cutting back to it. Mm, interesting. Um, to me, Aang is Naruto, so I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, he's he is that character. Yeah, so when he's, he's that it, anime character that sits that and chosen, talks yeah. and like calms everyone down yeah. and like the talk no jutsu type thing, that's his superpower. Um, so it didn't bother me. Uh, it is the less impactful storyline of the episode for sure, in my opinion. But I wasn't like, I I don't know, maybe I should. I, I get what you're saying. I should care more about Aang's story here, honestly, because he's the main character. Whereas I finished this episode and I'm like, I can't wait to see Iroh and Zuko. Like, I want yeah. more of Iroh and Zuko. Whereas we should want more of Aang's journey. I have noticed that we've been liking the show more and more. And it becomes less and less about Aang's yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly enough. And- and I'm wondering, like, maybe this is one of the... I mean, there's still four more episodes to go. Yeah. But so far on this journey, like, episode one, like, we liked, but our enthusiasm has definitely come more to the forefront, at least on our subjective viewing, from episode two through four. And that's usually when the other characters are, are becoming, bless you, are, are becoming more center stage and, and taking more of a more of the screen time and stuff. And it's nothing on the actors, really. It's... Uh, I, I don't They're really not know really giving to... Aang a lot to do. It's not the wise. most depth. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. And but I don't know why. But that also why. makes sense. He has no connectivity to the world. Well, it's kind of it kind of feels like a little repetitive. Yeah. Everyone, he just shows up and people are guilty. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Where have you been, Yeah, Dude. where have you been, dickbag? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, uh Yeah. But, I mean, there's still four more episodes. At the yeah. end of the day, he is the main character. And in the animated show experience, in the beginning, it was like, Aang, my favorite character, for sure. And then it, then I would fluctuate between, I would hover between other characters. I think it was always Aang for me. Yeah, Aang was great. And then here he's, it, it, it's not it's not the actor's fault. No. Uh, it, 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 and, and again, this is 
structured in terms of focus very different. You know, like the anime shows like 22-minute episodes and you're just watching Aang and Boomy for like two episodes. Whereas here you're cutting between different storylines that are all having to thematically um, line up with each other. And it's just, done really well. It's done really well, but usually it's the Aang story that is not the most interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree with you. Uh, which could be maybe the show's biggest detriment by the end. It could be, but also I think it's really smart to build up the side characters who are going to have larger parts yeah. outside of Aang later down the road. I am wondering with it being, because, you know, like they are kind of combining elements from other seasons already. Yeah. How many seasons do they want to do for live action and kids grow up, you know, like how, t- how, many how tall are they is Aang going to get? Yeah. How, how many are they expecting out of this is the question. Well, they do that, and they do three seasons. Isn't Netflix like three seasons, and then you're They do three seasons, and then you do Legend of Korra. All right, Reject Nation, so today I want to share something with you that has been a wonderful addition to my health and fitness journey that I discovered during the holidays, and that is Liquid IV's Hydration Multiplier. I'm down to my very last packet, and I'm freaking out, but it's okay. I got more in the mail. Now, a lot of you have been so kind to notice how I've been working on my physical health. Thank you for all the compliments. And one thing I learned is that proper hydration is absolutely crucial, especially post-workout and pre-filming after post-workout. And my wife actually introduced me to this product, which is perfect because we not only care about quality but a good taste and quality product whether it's after a sweaty workout or just after you know a good night out you know what i'm saying efficient hydration and replenishing electrolytes is key you just feel better and it tastes fantastic i can't emphasize that enough another thing that i'm always on the lookout for too is products that have zero sugar or zero sugar added because that's one of my main dietary restrictions throughout the week and they of course got products that fit that description that also taste good too so yes thank you so much so liquid iv's hydration multiplier is in summary is they are a non-gmo electrolyte drink that delivers hydration into your bloodstream faster and more efficient than water alone sometimes drinking a whole gallon is not always efficient but in fact it can provide the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water i'm also big on efficiency. Plus, it's packed with a lot of essential vitamins, and we know vitamins are good for the body. It's vegan, soy-free, gluten-free, and dairy-free. You can customize the water amount to your taste. Again, perfect for post-night recovery, traveling, or just having a big night out. You know what I mean? No, I won't. So, if you want to boost your support for the channel and boost your hydration game, go to liquidiv.com and use promo code REJECTS at checkout. That's liquidiv.com, promo code REJECTS. And remember, Liquid IV, it's not a real IV, but it sure feels like it. So stay hydrated, stay healthy, and let's keep crushing those health and fitness goals together in the year 2024. Hello there, esteemed viewer of The Real Rejects. I, Greg Alba, language connoisseur and worldly gentleman, am here to bestow upon you the secrets of Babbel. Babbel is an engaging language learning app designed for real-life conversations, offering quick 10-minute lessons tailored by linguistic experts to effectively teach you a new language. Its conversation-based approach, enhanced with speech recognition technology, makes Babbel worth trying for anyone looking to learn at their own pace, anytime, anywhere. My dear friends, in this age of monolingual Mundanity, mundanity, mundanity. Mundanity. Babble is our beacon of hope. Crafted by an army of over 150 language experts, their lessons are like linguistic caviar. Rich, refined, and oh so satisfying. Personal tale of triumph. I once whispered sweet nothings in Spanish, or for the layman, Espanol, to my wife, courtesy of Babel. Her reaction, well, I'll tell you, she was utterly bewitched. Greg, you silver-tongued devil. No paraphrase. She exclaimed such vocabulary as I basked in the glory of my perfect pronunciation. Because Babel isn't just about learning words. It's about embracing the art of conversation with podcasts, live classes, and a veritable smorgasbord of interactive lessons. 
I know the words I'm saying. And their speech recognition? It's like having a personal language butler. Ensuring every syllable is impeccably crisp. Now brace yourselves for an offer of monumental proportions. Here's a special limited, limited time. time deal for our viewers and listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription. But again, only for our viewers at babbel.com slash rejects. 55% off at babbel.com slash rejects. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash rejects. Rules and restrictions may apply. Join me, the Greg Albin, the adventure of language mastery at Babbel. We shall not just learn no, nay, we shall conquer the world of communication. Or as they say in Spanish, comunicación. <laughs> We're done with this ad. Yeah. Oh man, Legend Cora live action. That's gonna be dope. Uh, it's gonna be dope, but I'm. I think this is my favorite so far of the animated series. And really, yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm really loving this. Honestly, I'm know. super engaged. I respect your opinion. Um. I don't respect yours, so that's okay. That's okay. Um, I need to disagree. I can respect that you don't respect my opinion. I know you can, because I can walk all over you. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> Amen to that, sister. But I hated Zuko. Like, I was not connecting to him in the animated show, and I felt like he was being shoved down my throat. Blah, blah, blah. That one guy telling me I'm going to love Zuko eventually, and I'm like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't like him. I find him whiny. He's so well fleshed out here. But you do love Zuko. By I remember our experience when we got to the third. We were really on board with him in the second season. He does some shit, and then the third season we loved him. I remember that. Third season, I loved him, but I didn't for the first half of the third season. Remember, I got yeah, a lot that, of hate that's, for that. that. But that's part of the back and forth with Zuko that you're supposed to have in in the animated show. I think I think you're supposed to have that, and I really respect that a lot. I respect that i care so deeply about i feel he's a fleshed out not one dimensional character here fair whereas i did in the first season of the animated show i felt he was super one dimensional i feel like you'll get crap not for your opinion on the live action but for what you're stating about the animated show that's usually how it goes <laughs> i'm like, expecting people to go watch our reactions but what you said about the animated show my concern doing this reaction was people are going to go to the Patreon, become Patreon members, watch my reaction, be like, this fucking bitch the, hated yeah. the animated show but for a while. But you did the journey. I had heavy you, criticism. You were, you were a strong feeler. I yeah, had you, heavy criticism. Yeah, you're a strong feeler. You have strong opinions. Like, you're, you're, you know how you think and you know how you feel. Yeah. Whereas I'm always, like, trying to figure out how I think and feel. You know how you think and feel, and and so when you love it, you love it. When you, you're pissed at it, you're pissed at it. Yeah. And I think when, I remember our journey with the third season being like, yeah, it was great. Like we I were. I also remember a lot of the comments that I got. So yeah, I'm, the, I'm the journey fully along the way. Yeah, I am the Zuko of this reaction duo. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I'm fully expecting to have a, a, some controversial opinions. But for me, this is working really, really well. I think it gets better every episode. I think it gets better every episode. I can't quite meet you on that one specific opinion about this being the best, but I, I, I still, 
Man, I, really I loved Legend really of Korra, and then they really messed some stuff up. Legend of Korra, yeah, that was the journey <laughs> that I was most like, wow, what's everyone talking about? This is amazing. And then it was like, oh, God. Oh, this tedious. is what everyone's <laughs> talking about. <laughs> then it got great again. <laughs> but then it got bad again. <laughs> I remember it, for the most part, being pretty solid. In, no, in we, the, hit, we did not we like season two. Season two is the rough one. Yeah. But three and four were pretty. Three, I remember three being like, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. And then four was like, eh, kind of hovered, but it, for the most part. Um, but I really, I, I, I am liking this a lot and, uh, it's, it's, it's surprising and I, I appreciate their, I appreciate that they're not doing just a one-to-one adaptation as, as well. Like they, they are splicing and they're creating as, and they're building upon and they're giving flashbacks in unexpected ways and nuances and areas that one wouldn't expect. And because they're structurally dealing with a different type of episode runtime, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a lot in them an opportunity. And you can't, I don't think you can do a one-to-one adaptation of the animation. Like I, it would be weird and jarring and pointless. <laughs> you know, it would, it, would be, it would be really silly to just do a one-to-one. And, and maybe, I, I, I understand nostalgia and I understand people wanting usually to just be a one-to-one uh but what's the point of that yeah there's there's no point and they're giving us something that feels a little bit more serious so sometimes some of the more goofy stuff can feel a bit out of a place to me with the tone like some of the boomy stuff is a little it was like this is not totally driving with the rest of the episode yeah. <laughs> for me and so that was the part as a as a fan of the animated show to go oh this is what i'm really looking forward to and Oh, this part is not really working for me as much, but like everything cabbages, else is really working well. The cabbages. The cab- they made the cabbage, man. The cab- my cabbages. Uh, that yeah. worked for me. That man, was hilarious. I'm so happy we got cabbage, man. Keep bringing him back. Keep bringing him back. Because then like, she's just like randomly everywhere. Isn't everywhere right? throughout yeah. the whole yeah. show. Yeah. You're like, there's a cabbage, man. He's always like, my cabbages. My cabbages. What became of Jet? He was just frozen there. Should have done a post credit scene. No, Jet comes back, remember? I <laughs> know, but in this episode, <laughs> Jet's just like, somebody let me out. <laughs> no, he's got like a bunch of Peter Pan friends around him. They're going to come out. Yeah, Rufio. That's who he is. He's Rufio. Yeah, his little Peter Pan. Lost Boys. A little Lost Boy crew. Lost Boys. Never seen that movie. You've never seen Peter Pan? Never seen Lost Boys. I've never seen the animated Peter Pan. You've never seen the animated Peter Pan? No. Should I do a reaction? No, you should just watch it with me. Uh, no, no, no. That's no, not no. the way life works. I'm anymore. aware of it now. I know. <laughs> You've never seen The Lost Boys either? No. Wow. Oh, reaction. No. No. Please, God. What? Can we not have an authentic life? We're YouTubers. I am not. Uh, you're married to one. There is no authenticity in our life. <laughs> Everything you say makes me go, should there have been a camera pointed at me? I'm aware. I'm aware. Could I have monetized this conversation we're having in some way? Okay. Well, I want a divorce, so. And if we vlog the journey, <sighs> I could pay for those divorce That's bills. the thumbnail title. <laughs> He's like, the perfect thumbnail. Reaction to episode of. What for? Divorce. <laughs> <laughs> question she mark, wants to divorce mark. me, question mark. <laughs> With a shock face. <laughs> and you say you're not a YouTuber. 
<laughs> you know exactly what you're doing. You're the real mastermind behind all this. <laughs> all righty. Well, I'm going to go work on editing. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Talk to you all soon. Chase Gardner. You have easily one of the most <gasps> noun names. Hey. You have a noun verb name. <laughs> sure. <laughs> verb noun name I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. I don't understand why you haven't opened up a gardening business. Ooh. Where you're just doing it while running yeah. the whole time. Just like I'll I'll run from one yard to the next doing it as fast as I can. It's your whole gimmick. You have to be running and chasing down. <laughs> and what do you do? You chase roots down, my friend. You're chasing down the best place for photosynthesis to occur in the garden, my man. Imagine that kind of life that you could have there. And then check this out while you're garden chasing as, as what is what they call the activity you find a dead body in one of the gardens right it's all full of like worms and it's it, it's skeletal structure it's disgusting it's all completely rotten to the core and you found it and then you decided like take it out you call the police for them to go pick it up and then what's there in your gardening business a little fancy medieval book what is this book oh there's how to read instructions going on here. Unfortunately, the client who you are now guarding for, they speak the ancient language there of uh, to read, even though she, they're like, don't read from the book. <laughs> You're like, um, I'm Chase Gardner. I chase after things. That's my job is to dig up the truth, chase knowledge. And then boom, you read from the book and that corpse comes to life. Plot twist. That corpse is actually your biological girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> By DNA science, you were able to find and revive her. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's a family reunion and a family reunion all at the same time. And then time. you live your life happily together. Yeah. That's what that's what Chase Gardening Incorporation That's does, That's what the man. chase gets you when you don't give up. Business. Immortality. That's what I'm talking about. You got this. I think that was about as smooth as it's going to go. That is the that smoothest one. one of the day. <laughs>